Hey, welcome back to Small Joys. I'm Kenz, and today I'm here with my lovely flatmate Zoe, and we are going to be chatting about all things flatting. So, in case you didn't already know, I've been flatting for the past two and a bit years in Wellington, so I have a little bit of experience under my belt in the realm, but I decided to bring Zoe on here with me to have a chit-chat, a little bit extra to the mix, you know? Um, so Zoe, <laughs> give yourself a little introduction. Uh, hi guys, uh, I'm Zoe. Um, I'm 24. I have been flooding since I was 17. So what's that? A good seven years? Seven years, yeah. yeah. Um, I flooded, I first started flooding in Melbourne in Australia and then I moved uh, over to the UK and flooded in a couple of cities there and now I'm back in Wellington living with Ken's. <laughs> yeah. So yes, this is Zoe. We currently live together and have since like February and we live in a four bedroom flat with five people. So one bathroom, one bathroom. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean like for now, Zoe is literally moving out and leaving me like on Friday. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not upset about at all, but yeah, I'm... I've roped her in before she leaves me. So anyway, so life update of the week or of the bi-week, you know what I mean? Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly update. Indeed, indeed. Um, This week, oh, it's been great. Okay, so since our last episode, our last, it's just me, but you know. House. We're a family. We're a family. <laughs> We're all a family here, guys. We're all together, guys. Um, so you since, and me. So me since, and you. Yeah, exactly. Since this last episode, Zoe's come back into my life. Uh-huh. That sounds like we weren't friends for a while or something, but she was She was in a bad place. Not mentally, just in Auckland. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was in Auckland, uh, lockdown, well, North Auckland, staying there for seven weeks uh, in lockdown, and I've come back and I broke the fridge. Yeah, she came back. She came back, not even a week later, and she's broken the fridge. The fridge that I own. Hey, hey, <laughs> come on. So this fridge, it, it was a really bad fridge, by the way. Um, <laughs> it was a bad just, fridge. Just heads up, people. So I'm moving out this week, and I thought, why don't I just do a nice thing? And um, there was a huge ice block at the back. It was ginormous. It like, like a literal block of ice, not like a... Ice block. That no, you, like, like a, a yummy, like, like a, a chunk, like a yummy, <laughs> like a yummy, <laughs> like a huge chunk of ice glued to the back of the wall. Uh, and we've got a lovely new flatmates in that I share the fridge with. And I was like, I'll clean the fridge out. So here I am. Like, I didn't want to turn the fridge off and wait for the ice to melt. No, why? Why would we do that? No, we're efficient here. So instead. <laughs> As a team, we all had a little bit of a go. We did at all it. have a bit of a go. Um, we we hack at the ice um, with a knife. With with a with a knife, and I think I nicked one of them, and I think somebody else nicked the other. But we accidentally punctured, and I know this now because I did a lot of refrigerator googling information yesterday. She actually did so much. <laughs> we uh, punctured the aluminium coils in the evaporator. Which, if you don't know anything about fridges, which I hope you don't, because why? Why would anybody? Why would you need up? to know that? Um, that is what keeps the fridge cold with like this type of refrigerator gas type of thing, and so the gas was leaking out, and it's actually really poisonous if you inhale it. So, <laughs> so we had a gas leak for twenty four hours. Um, 
<laughs> so I jump on Facebook Marketplace. I find this lovely lady out in Lower Hutt who um, wants to sell me her fridge uh, for 80 bucks. Knuckled her down to 70. Tried to get her for 50, but she wouldn't budge. I said, hey, you're saving us from gas poisoning, but no. she didn't really care. She, she didn't really care. <laughs> and then we take to Lower Hutt with a Suzuki Swift. Yeah, so I drive a Swift, so Zoe can't drive. I just thought I'd add that in there. Just grill me. Thank you. That's, um, that's fine. It's so, fine. yeah. But I'm also grilling myself because I'm admitting to everyone that I drive a Suzuki Swift. She does. I am. What a personality type, people. Jesus yeah, I, Christ. I'm really interesting. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> I'm not a basic bitch of my Suzuki Swift. Never. Yeah, so I drive a Suzuki Swift. Keep in mind, Suzuki Swift, if you don't know, pretty small car. Tiny, little, 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 little thing. Bundle of joy. I small also, joys. Small, small joys. joys exactly. So I also don't have like a tow bar, so I couldn't get a trailer or anything. So we kind of... Because you get a trailer in like a minute's notice. I mean, no, but... <laughs> Theoretically, if we, we were could. to, yeah, we could. I mean, we can't. I mean, we couldn't organize someone to like drive us with a four wheel drive, but we'll organize it like a like a trailer. You right? can That's like fine. you can hire trailers from like the petrol station. What? Yeah. See the things you don't know when you don't have a license at the age of twenty four. <laughs> anyway, so we go to pick up this fridge. We managed to get this fridge into my Suzuki Swift. Uh huh. Which, honestly, I don't know how we did. I mean, it was... I mean, the girls said it. The girls that we picked it up from, they said it was a whole Tetris moment. It was a good... It was a good foot. Out the boot. Foot. Out the, out of the boot. Yeah. Yeah. Foot's, foot's, foot's the right terminology. Maybe a foot and a half out of the boot when we started. Yeah. We moved the chairs in multiple different directions. Oh, yeah. We moved them up. We put them put down. down. We took headrests off. Like, uh-huh. we did the whole shebang. We had two of us did shimmying. Did it on an angle. Yeah, like shimmying at one end. Accidentally punctured the carpet in the roof. Like, We're going to ignore that. There, are, My car's been through a lot in this last <laughs> week. Um, Sophie's doing well. Sophie's, Sophie's doing, doing great. Well. Sophie's my car, by the way. Yeah, heads um, up, people. <laughs> heads up. Another fun fact about me. But yeah, so we managed to get this fridge home. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, well, and then we had to take it up the stairs. So we live on the second story. And Kendall was going up. I was at the bottom base. and Lilith was with you too. Lilith was in the middle. And then she had to stop for a bit. And then we were trying to get her to climb. Oh, true. And then that's when you went down. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so bad. But yeah. Then um, I managed to drop the fridge. Great your wrist. <laughs> I grated my wrist. She fully grated on, like, the metal compartment at the base of the fridge. Yeah. So that was a bit of an error. You just, but you didn't scream. You just went really quiet. And it wasn't even, there wasn't any blood at the time. The, like, the burst blood vessels came later. And yeah. you were just like, yep. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> and you just walk up the stairway and, and me and Lilith are like, what's going on? Yeah, I just like, I went to go get Iris. I was like, hey, you want to come help us with the fridge? <laughs> She's like, While I have like a grated wrist. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's been busy in the flat. It Flatting, has. Flooding can be a challenging time. And 
I think that really leads us well into today's episode. <laughs> so let's freaking get started with this. Let's get going. Alrighty, so to get started today, we first just wanted to talk about the realities of flatting. So if you didn't know, or if you don't call it flatting where you are, like flatting is basically when you just live with other people. You share a house. I don't know, you don't own the house and you rent it out. Mm-hmm with other roommates Mm -hmm. that's a general gist of flatting so flatting is like common for students yo pros people who don't own houses like it's a pretty common thing a lot of people flat so like i said i've been flatting for the last two and a bit years zoe's been flatting a lot longer (laughs) she's a lot Old, a lot older and wiser. Oh, that was a Ooh, dig. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. <laughs> but you. she's had more experience than me. Yeah. Realities of flatting. I don't know for other places. Zoe can speak to this. Mm-hmm. But where we live here in Wellington, flatting is kind of rough. It's it's expensive for not a very good payout. The rooms that we get here, you wouldn't want to pay as much as we do. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a good way to put it, Mm. which isn't ideal, but in Wellington, there is a little bit of a supply and demand issue, you could say. I feel like, yeah, New Zealand, there's a supply and demand issue, especially, yeah, especially Wellington and Auckland. Yeah. Um, And Wellington, I feel like not only is there a supply and demand, but there's also like a quality issue. Mm. You know, landlords can sometimes be the devil. Some landlords are great. I've had some. I've had some really nice landlords, but some landlords they really do just try to milk and take advantage of students and mm. the the money they get from the government and the loans that they're getting to try and manipulate the situation so that they can get a larger payout. And that's why you know you find here that there are so many houses that are badly kept, especially in. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, Arrow Valley. Yeah. Um, where, you know, houses just really aren't kept up to code. Like, I, I know friends that um, that live in Arrow Valley who, they don't have a lock. <laughs> they don't have a lock yeah. on the door. It's always in Arrow Valley. They don't have locks. Yeah, they don't They don't have keys. Like, literally anybody who come up into their house, I mean, I'm not going to be like, go to this street and there's a free house that's open. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, quite literally, that's it. Yeah, it's a little bit concerning, and especially the whole student thing, like, trying to flat as a student, even if you are, like, you have your head screwed on, landlords will try and take as much from you as possible, and, um, you know, because they think that you don't know what you're doing and you're not going to fight back. A hundred percent, and I think also, like, the the prices, uh, we we do well, relatively okay in in the flat that we have right now, um, price-wise, but, like, some flats in that I you know that I saw in Wellington when I was initially looking for houses you know a good 250 245 the the size of that my room is now and that's not big it's not big at all but you know that's just the average price so everyone just goes along with it yeah like because there isn't much option and you kind of have to just take what you can get people will hold flats for months yeah pay in advance yeah just because you want to be able to secure somewhere so it's definitely at least where we are it can it's an expensive thing but in reality like it is still the affordable option when it comes to it's not like we can just buy houses (laughs) you know like (laughs) yeah 
And it's not like, you know, like flatting is more cost efficient than say like having your own studio apartment or something like that. Oh God. Big baller. Big baller talk. Yeah. So like flatting is for like, well, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say there, but like flat, you know, flatting is flatting. It's what flatting is the foreseeable outcome for students at this point in time. Students, GoPros. Um, yeah. People just starting out in life, really. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you got to do. But yeah. Then there comes the whole thing about flatmates. So obviously when you're in a flat, it's not just you for the most part. There will be other people there with you. And you can either, you can do it in two ways. You can either find a room in an mm. already existing flat or you can get a bunch of people together and then rent a flat together. Yeah, so there's kind of the option of, like, having friends that you think you want to live with and, like, sorting that out or chucking yourself into, like, a group of people you don't know. Or maybe you do know them, like, a little bit, but... You go and have a flat viewing, see if you vibe with them or not, or maybe you know someone who's a mutual friend of your friends, and I feel like that one's a good one. Yeah, that one's a good one, because they're already, like, vetted before then. Yeah. Have you... Have you lived with friends in in flats? Yeah, so last year, when I moved into the flat that I'm currently in, I've been here for the last two years because I'm lazy and I didn't want to move. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, when I moved into this flat, it was me and one other friend who I'd met in the halls. We were looking for a place together, and then these two rooms came up here. It's a four-bedroom house, like we said earlier, and there's the five of us. So there were two out of the four rooms available. So we moved into those rooms and we flatted together. And I actually had a pretty good experience flooding with friends. Like, I know there's definitely some horror stories. My sister had a really bad experience. She moved in with her best friend from high school and it kind of just tore them apart. And I think watching that... Like, since, you know, I have been flatting for a really long time, um, watching that really just kind of foreseed my flatting future with certain decisions that I made. But apart from that, I do, I do like living with strangers. I mean, especially if you're living in a new city, it's a really great way to meet new friends. If you click with them, then they can invite you to their friend groups. And yeah, it's definitely, I mean, sure, you can get some dreadful strangers and I've had my fair share. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. But, um, I feel like most of the time, if you if you've got your ears switched on when you go to a viewing, you'll be quite lucky with the strangers that you flat with. I feel like you just trust your, trust your gut. And if you trust yeah. your gut, you'll find a good one. Yeah, I reckon. It's quite a hard one. But, I mean, look at me and Zoe now. We were strangers <laughs> at the start of this year. We were. Now we've lived together for eight months and we have separation problems. <laughs> so, but yeah. I feel like that's just the general gist of the realities of flatting. So... Now, we thought we would just share some flatting horror stories. Not to put you off, but just to give you a little bit of an insight into what it can be like sometimes. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Gosh. All right. Zoe, you have more than me, so you can go first. Oh, wow. I've got got a few, actually. So, okay. So, uh, when I moved to the UK and I moved to Bristol, uh, I wasn't sure whether or not I wanted to stay in Bristol. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll get an Airbnb for a week. And within the week, I'll decide if I want to stay. If I get a job and a house in a week, I'll stay. If I don't, I won't. 
got a job in like two seconds flat and I was like okay cool time to time to get a house and so I was looking on a website that they use over there for for flats and I found this really cheap room but it was with a live-in landlord uh quick tip never live with a live-in landlord (laughs) especially if it's like a like an older lady or something that's quite low or like like if it's a young person or whatever and maybe it's like their parents flat or or something like that or it's somebody that's in their 30s that owns the house and and they're wanting somebody to live with then cool but it's like if you're if you're moving into living with a family or a couple or you know like just just save yourself the trouble because you know it it's like you're having an inspection 24-7. Like, I'm yeah. not going to lie. Uh, I mean, I should have really known when I met the, f- the flatmates moving out for the first time and they say good luck um, when I was moving in. That probably should have been a bit of a warning sign. A little bit of a red flag. Yeah, maybe just a little bit of a red flag. But, yeah, this this old lady, like, bless her heart. Like, oh, I mean, she wasn't old, old, but, like, maybe 68 at the time. Um, and I think she maybe had the early I, sh- I mean she'd had a lot of trauma in her life but um she she had like the I think maybe the early onset of like dementia or something so because she would forget that she's told me things I mean I was so anxious all the time making sure every surface didn't have a speck of anything because if it mm. did she would she would scream at me she would scream at me in the house to the point where I would not like use a a fork without like scrubbing it but it's like she also liked things cleaned in a particular way long story short don't live with living landlords (laughs) yeah yeah so in my experience my turn to tell a story i i mean i've been pretty lucky with my flooding experience ish emphasis on the ish i have lived in the same flat here for the last two years but i've rotated through a few different flatmates now actually that's weird to think about in like over the last couple months, we had two of our flatmates move out and a new couple move in. And then before that, last year I had a completely different group of people in my flat. All of them moved out and it was just me that stayed. I've had I've been in the same house, but I've had different experiences. But before that, my first flatting experience when I was fresh out of the halls. So after high school. When I started uni, I went straight into halls. So I was freshly 18, went into a hall, did all that. But then I had a job in Wellington. So unlike most other people in the hall with me, I decided to stay in Wellington. And the people I was looking for flats with at the time and my friend who I ended up flatting with all were going home for summer so they weren't too keen on like finding a flat so I decided to sublet off someone and subletting can be great can really help you in a pinch if you only need something or if you need some time to like find a proper place yeah but at the same time it can be really weird so in my situation It wasn't really the whole because it was a sublet thing. It was kind of just a very strange scenario where... So I'd sublet the room off of one girl. In their flat, there were four rooms and they were subletting three of them. So there was one person who normally lived in the flat and the other 
three rooms were all subletters. There was me and one other girl. She was really lovely. And then a third girl was meant to move in a few days after me. But apparently, I still don't really know what went on, but apparently that fell through. And there was a guy that had been living in the flat and he'd gone and found a new place with his partner. And, you know, like they'd gone and they found a place. Apparently they got kicked out. And so because he'd been an original member and the other sublet fell through, he came back to the flat and his partner came with him. Trouble was, I was a fresh, I think I was just 19 at this point. So I was pretty young. Everyone else in the flat the other girl subletting, she was 22, 23. The other girl that lived there, I think, was 23. And then the guy that came back, I think he was 23. And then his partner was 34. Um, <laughs> and as, like, a 19-year-old, it's not, like, it's a little bit uncomfortable to be living with, like, a 34-year-old guy. Oh, the guy was 34. Yeah, they oh. were both guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was living with like a 34-year-old guy. He was a chef. Yeah, so he worked really late nights. He'd be out until like 2 in the morning. He'd come home, be like banging around the kitchen. And that was annoying enough. And then it was it was a bit annoying for like the first few weeks or so. And I was kind of a little bit over it. But, you know, I just dealt with it. And then I went home for Christmas, and so I got a bit of a break, which was nice. Came back. I think I was back in Wellington for a day, and then I went off to a festival. But after I came back and I was there for like another week or so, I had a week off of doing uni. So during that time, I was doing summer papers, so I was out of the house most of the day at uni doing work. But when I came back, I was still on a break. So I was at home and I started to notice some weird things around the house. Like there would be little tiny bags on the kitchen table. And I was like, okay, but interesting. And then one night I'd gone out with a couple of friends and I'd gone back to the flat pretty late, maybe at like three or something. And he was in the kitchen and he just had this bags of varieties of drugs, multiple different varieties, lined up on the table. And about two seconds after I walked in the door, there was a knock on our apartment door to somebody he was selling drugs to. I mean, as if you'd do that in a sublet. Like, right? I mean, I mean, as if you'd do that at all, but like in a, in a sublet. Like, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> do it in your own place, mate. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty much, like, the girl I was subletting off had, like, no knowledge of this or anything. Mm. And, like, the girl who lived in the flat full-time, she'd gone home for the summer, so she wasn't around when this was happening. Like, I did tell her, and, like, I told the girl I was subletting off. But it was just a really awkward experience. Puts you in an uncomfortable situation as well. Because yeah. it's not like you as, like, a small 19-year-old girl is going to go up and confront a drug-dealing 34-year-old. Like, you know, <laughs> like, not only is, like, that dangerous, but, like, that would be dangerous for you to confront them for your own safety. You know, you like, you don't know how aggressive they're going to react. You don't know what they're going to say to you. Like, yeah. it's putting you in quite, like, an uncomfortable position. Yeah, so that really wasn't a uh, a good time, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, it ended up, it was a fine sublet, and, like, once I found my place, I moved out, and I think there was, like, a few weeks overlap, but I just moved into the new place because I didn't really want to be in the drug-dealing apartment. I'm 
mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Smart, um, smart choices, Ken. Real smart choices. She's thank bright. you. She's bright, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But yeah, it was a strange experience. It's probably, I mean, yeah, that's probably my like worst flooding story. To be fair, mine's been pretty good, but Zoe has more. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, alrighty. So the reason why I started uh, flooding so young, um, at the at the age of seventeen, was because when I was in my final year of high school, my parents moved back to New Zealand when we were still living in Melbourne. So me and my siblings moved in a flat together. And whilst I was finishing my last year of high school, my parents paid for me. But then once you know I became a graduate, they're like, okay, you need a, you need a, you know pave your own way but because I was so young and when we were getting the flat they had to be signed on as a guarantor and so there was like a card that like just in case of like emergencies or whatever that we would also use for like medical expenses um, like say if we needed to go to a dentist appointment or something like that like that's what we would use it for but it would also be the account that me and my brother would pay our rent to that yeah. would then be paid to the landlord so yeah So, like, that's how we worked it out and stuff. But when one of my siblings moved out with her partner, um, we, you know, started bringing some people in. And we had two very interesting ones that came in at two Mm. different points in times, both in the same room, funnily enough. That room was just very bad luck. Um, One was a girl that was, look, she was quite nice. She was just very unhygienic to the point where, you know, she would just never open the curtains and, like, mold grew up the entire wall like the room was just and it wasn't like it is in in wellington stuff you know where like mold just grows you know what i mean yeah like it was in melbourne where you know that doesn't really happen very often no but she just made it like a breeding ground for just anything to just pop out of the ground just grow yeah really really just grow (laughs) (laughs) just like popping from like the window skirting and then the second girl that we had, you know, we we got along with her really well. She liked she liked to cook some weird things, man. She used to she liked in, in Australia kangaroo meat is quite like a common um uh, protein for like uh, gym junkies and stuff like that. Like people, really? Yeah, yeah. Because it's actually it's like the like leanest protein you can get because it's they're all muscle. Oh, so interesting. like there's no fat in the meat. It's like straight muscle. You know, those kangaroos, bow, 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 boxing it out. That's so weird. I feel like I couldn't eat a kangaroo. but I'm I know. Also- I feel like it would be like a New Zealander eating a kiwi bird. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it's a little bit wrong. If I f- that feels wrong. Like I mean, like, I know I'm vegetarian as well. <laughs> so, like, I wouldn't eat yeah. meat. I mean, but- I still eat meat, but I still, I feel like eating your national animal is a bit of a weird thing. But, I mean, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Nonetheless. Um, yeah, and she ate, like raw like octopus legs and and things like like i like calamari but it was like this like pickled like baby octopuses it was it was very bizarre but yeah no so like we we went on through and i i went on a holiday and we had paid the rent ahead of time and the card was like hidden and then my brother had like a girlfriend coming in or whatever but this girl had like found this card that we like pay our rent to is like on for like emergencies and like the fact of, of my parents being the guarantor because I was still like 18 at the time yeah and she found the card and so she started using it well we found this out because my dad called me one day and was like sorry who's used on a facial or like at the skin clinic 
And I was like, what? He was like, have you used $500 on a fight? That's for emergencies, Zoe's. It's for emergencies only. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I have not. I have, I have not had I have a $500 not, facial. Well, one, I, don't, I wouldn't even use that card. I was like, I, I don't use it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not using that card. And uh, so then we're like, okay, what about this? What about this? And then we're going down. And then, like, since we, I went on holiday, like, with my family, there's been all of these expenses, like, all the way going down. And so we're going through... And we're like, oh my goodness. And it was all these little things like Myers, Davy Jones. Then it was like all of these different like skin clinics. And then it was Uber. And then it was like, like Woolworths where you like pick it up. Like, like oh, yeah. where you pay online and then you go pick it up somewhere. And it was just like little, little things. And, like it started off real little things and then just getting confident and like, you know. So like she, she put her Uber on it. She started, okay, well. How we found out was I knew the owners of this skin clinic because they were regulars yeah. at the cafe that I worked at. So I go down the road because, of course, she wasn't smart enough to go somewhere far, far away. away. She literally goes to the skin clinic around the corner from the flat. Um, and I go, hi, like, I'm friends with the owners. And they're like, oh, yeah, um, they said that you had a voucher or something. I was like, yeah, yeah. But. Um, somebody's stolen my card because we didn't know who it was at, when yeah, we started. At the time. I was like, someone's stolen our card and is using it and has been using it here. I don't know if this is against your privacy policy, but can you look up who it was? Yeah. And they go through, and I'm not going to say the name, but they're like, it, does this name ring a bell? And I was like, oh. and the ladies were quite invested. They're like, oh, what? <laughs> and I was like, that's my flatmate we share a wall like i don't know if that makes it better if that makes it worse and i was like i think it makes it worse i think it makes it a lot worse they live under my roof (laughs) they live in my household they live in my house so then we went to like another skin clinic down the road that she also went to oh my gosh and was like hi like do you have you had appointments from this girl um, she's our flatmate. She's stolen our card. They're like, oh, my God, that's the girl that used to call up ahead of time, say, oh, look, my card's not working or I've left my card at home. I'm not going to have it with me. I've got the card numbers. Like, put it in the system. Can you put it in the system and charge my card? Oh, my God. And then she would go in and get facials and spray tans and all of these sort of things by putting it through the system. So we work it all out, and she had spent a fuck ton of money. Oh, um, yeah. Like, in the thousands. Yeah. Like, it was it was absolutely ridiculous. So we go to the police, we write an affidavit, and they're like, look, we're not going to touch it for a couple of days. And then we're like, okay. So my, my siblings are, like, living for this. They, like, love the drama. They're like, oh, my God, like, what is going on? And so then we all just like, okay, well, they're not going to do anything tonight. Let's go out for dinner. Yeah. And so we're at, we're about to order um, at our favourite dumpling place, and they're like, is the subject in question currently at home? And we're like, the subject in question? Oh, my God, they're talking about her. Okay, let's let's go. We're like, yes, yeah, she is at home. She is at home. And so they're like, okay, thank you, bye. And so they hung up. And then we're like, okay, well, my sister and her her fiance, they just um saved up and bought a house at the time. Yeah. So they're like, oh my god, let's all go to the liquor store and pretend that we're celebrating that 
they've bought a house. Yeah. And so then we go into the kitchen. She's cooking in the kitchen. Kangaroo, of course, kangaroo me, of course, <laughs> with the slow cooker she bought with our money. Um, yeah, because she came back with all of these appliances one day and was like, oh, my God, Zoe, I bought a toaster. I bought a slow cooker. We're like, wow, little did she know she did not buy it. We did. And then the police knock on the door and they come through and she had closed the kitchen door but so but they weren't allowed to for some reason open the kitchen door cuz they had to like knock on the kitchen door for them to anyways long story short they asked us to move into the bath into the bedrooms so that she would have some privacy while she got arrested i was like now nah, i want to watch the bitch walk out <laughs> i want to see her go out in handcuffs and then she had to come back with two police escorts to move her things out of the house so that's that's my that's my horror story guys um yeah. so hide your hide your cards hide your cards hide your cards and be careful with who you flat with yeah basically don't have savings on your card have it in a separate account <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah good tip from zoe there yeah there we go guys all right so yeah following on from that we thought we'd talk about how to be a good flatmate because i don't know it's hard when you're first flatting you kind of don't know like especially going from like a family house yeah. into a flatting environment especially if you're like you you have especially if you're like a mama's boy yeah (laughs) you know like if you've kind of always i don't know it's different for other for different people but like i found i've lived with like a mix of people who have like come from similar backgrounds to me and like have always done chores growing up and like know how to you know clean up after themselves and then i've also lived with people who you have always had everything done for them yeah you can tell that their mum always just like clean the house or well i don't want to presume mum or dad um, would always clean up the house and like it wasn't they were quite spoiled in that nature yeah so basically the gist of how to be a good flatmate number one respecting space yeah because for sure it's i mean it kind of depends on who you're living with as well like when i live with a friend it was i don't know because we'd already lived together for the year before in the halls so we kind of had a good like living in the same place sort of relationship like we already had two different rooms like that sort of thing so we had like a good balance but then I don't know it can be hard sometimes when you are friends with flatmates to like know when to just like shut the door but you yeah you 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 need to one recognize that it's okay to just say hey look I need some space right now just give me some space or like look like I'm not trying to be rude I just want to be alone but it's also like necessary as a flatmate to recognize when you know somebody be an empathetic person and recognize when somebody needs just needs some downtime yeah like just need some space probably doesn't want to be around people yeah you know like for sure if you walk into like the kitchen and your friend looks like they're like or your flatmate friend whatever looks like they're stressed in the kitchen like probably don't just like stand and like look over them you know like yeah that sort of thing just like noticing when people want some space and like respecting i don't know things like general like times where you should probably be quiet if you know what i mean yeah like i don't know i like to follow the rule from like 7 a.m. to like 10 p.m. like do whatever the hell you want like blast your music I don't care unless I would like to say 8 a.m. 
till 10 p.m. Okay. I feel like 7 a.m. is good. Maybe not blasting music at 7 a.m., but, like, you're allowed to be awake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you're allowed to make breakfast. Just don't, like, blend a smoothie when everyone else is asleep. You know? Like, general just awareness that other people are around Mm -hmm. and might have different routines to you is essential. (laughs) But, yeah, generally, like, respecting sort of, I don't know, like, you tend to know your flatmates. You can tell as well. Like, if you walk into the kitchen, like, if I walk into the kitchen and I can tell somebody's in a bad mood, of course, first I'll be like, hey, how you going? see the response then I'll also be like are you alright and if like if they're like yeah but like obviously not mm. that means don't ask just yeah just just like no I'm not but like I don't want to talk about it just like just fuck off please yeah. like <laughs> I just want to make some damn food but then if they're like are you alright and they're like oh no then you'd be like oh well do you want to talk about it and if they say yes or no you know take it from what they say yeah I think, yeah, respecting space, respecting noise is great in a flat. Um, Speaking of that, my lovely upstairs neighbor has just returned home and I can hear them stomping. Her upstairs neighbor, it's hilarious. I swear either they like to redecorate their room 20,000 times a day or they are a tap dancer. So basically think about other people. Yeah. Is the go-to. Also, flooding with people, like we said, who haven't necessarily come from the same background as you, don't have the same, like, levels of cleanliness or whatever, just make a roster and try and get it done. Like, try and stick to it. Yeah, like, enforce it. Like, it's not hard to have, like, a list of things to get done each week. We have, like, a wheel of fortune sort of style <laughs> like we have a little spinny wheel and we move it around the jobs like each week so everyone does a different thing like it's not like the same person has to do bins every week or like the no. same person has to do the vacuuming or clean the bathroom or whatever like everyone gets a turn at like the job so everyone has to do like the ones that nobody likes once in a while aka the bathroom we like to bring it around town bring it around town <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, we like to share the workload. It makes it a lot easier, especially, you know, if you're stressed, you only have that one job to do in a week. Yeah. You know, and just generally, like, tidying up after yourself. Like, if you make dinner, do the dishes within a reasonable time frame after after dinner. Yeah, like, within, like, 45 minutes. Yeah, maybe, like, don't leave your dishes overnight or, like, I don't know, maybe... Maybe don't leave town for... Yeah. Or two weeks and leave your dishes before yeah. you go. Yeah, like, if you're going to go away, don't leave your dishes in the sink. Like, just clean them before you go. And your laundry all over the living room. Just, like, sort your shit out before you leave. Yeah, like, just, you got to remember you live with other people. And whether they're friends or whether they're complete strangers or, I mean, like, by the time you've been living together for a little bit, they're not really strangers. But, yeah. you know, they're, they're still just... family. They're just people you live with and you've got to respect their space and you hope that they will do the same for you in return, you know? 100%. And also, final kind of point on how to be a good flatmate, just get the admin done. Like, pay your bills. Oh, fuck. Speaking of, Zoe actually hasn't paid our last power bill. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, get your admin done. Like, pay your bills on time, pay your rent on time, like... 
if you know that it's going to take a couple days for a rent payment to go through, set it up to be paid a couple days before or something like that, you know? And if you have to sign documents, try and do them as fast as you can, even though documents are really annoying and I hate them. But yeah, I don't know. A lot of things you kind of have to learn along the way. Like you do have to learn like how to manage your finances and how to live with other people and your routines and, you know, sorting out even and like moving into new flats and stuff. Like when do your other flatmates tend to cook dinner? Like and base off like, you know, who's going to be in the kitchen at what time? Like you kind of get a bit of a rhythm going and stuff. But when you're first looking for a flat, we have a few recommendations for you of what you want to look for in the actual house itself. Mm -hmm. So first off, my number one priority these days when I'm looking is for the safety of the flat. So as we mentioned earlier, there are some flats in our city that um, just don't have locks. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I don't know, as young women... That's just not the ideal situation. Not ideal. Also, like, you know, if dodgy staircases. Also, like, if they're down, like, a dark alley that's badly lit or, like, the street that goes up is badly lit, um, you know, that's those, those are things to look at. Or even just, like, areas as well. Yeah. I mean, I did live in a really bad yeah. district in London. Like, yeah, probably one of the worst like gang districts in London. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you can prevent that, yeah, do it. I mean, obviously, it's very dependent on situation and like what you can afford and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. But like, if you can, if you have the option, like, do try and prioritize your safety. So like, don't go into a place that you know is like growing black mold just because it's the cheapest. I mean, yeah. Like, situation-dependent, obviously, and like, there's a lot of factors. They, even if somebody mentions in a viewing that they used to have a mold issue but they don't really anymore, don't take that flat. Because it's, I'm telling you, it's probably still there. Oh, yeah, it's still there. Like, in a flat viewing, people lie. Like, you've got to make it appealing. But, yeah, like, some, I mean, some other issues you kind of get with landlords. Like, it's hard to know going into a flat what the landlord is like because most people will probably tell you the landlord's pretty good. <laughs> Even if they're not, because sometimes they just want to fill the place. Yeah. So you kind of got to take the advice and information you get with a bit of a grain of salt. Yeah. If you're ever in a situation like that, I think you've just kind of got to up your knowledge. Like, take the initiative yourself and stand up for your rights. Like, learn your rights as a renter and try and get them enforced and i mean there are higher powers like the tenancy tribunal and stuff like that that you can go to but Mm. you know yeah that was a really weird tangent but anyway (laughs) another thing to look for in a flat um location so obviously you want the location to be somewhere that is good for you like yeah i think uh public transport's really important yeah um uh Because, you know, like, sure, even if you have a car, but, like, you know, there'll be times when, you know, you'll be drinking and you can't drive or, you know, other things will happen. Like, yeah, uh, public transport is important. Also, like, being able to be in some sort of walking distance to things. Like, for me, it was walking distance to uni um, so that, you know, expenses don't go up. Close distance to some supermarkets yeah um but also in an area that's removed from the party scene of the city so that you can feel like 
you you're having a bit of a break. Yeah, I mean, unless you really want to be in that sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure. I mean, I have friends who have been like on Castle Street and Dunedin because like they love being in like the party zone. But I mean, for me, that's just not my type of place. So Neither. when I'm Same. looking for a place, I don't really want to be in a place where I know that there's like a lot of parties or like Party it's really busy. Or, yeah. Like. I look for a place that's a more, like, quiet area that has, like, some nice, like, nature around, potentially. Yeah. Like, just things that I know that will be good for me in, like, a living environment, as well as, like, because inside the house is important, but it's also important what surrounds you in a way. Definitely. I mean, it's also a plus for us that we live really close to two coffee roasteries. So, like, on Monday mornings when we walk outside of our flat and go down to, um go down to study um we just get that we get the lovely (laughs) scent of fresh coffee coffee. it is like one of my small joys oh my god it it is it is really lovely it's so nice like just walking past the roastery it's great and like our location which we flat in is awesome yeah the place the area we live is great everyone said that today as well yeah so we held a lot of flat viewings today because as we said Zoe's moving out a lot Um, oh my goodness but yeah it's tired yeah we're a little bit exhausted I mean I say we Zoe did most of the work (laughs) but I mean I'm the one she's also the one moving out so one of the ones moving out yeah I mean that's to come at a later day (laughs) but no I wasn't meaning you yeah I know and then also obviously costs yeah, yeah, like, one, one third of your income. Yeah, a third of your income, which as a student is unrealistic. So if you're working full time, they roughly suggest that you should have a third of your income. If you're a student and your only income is, say, like your student loan and a part-time job, obviously your rent is going to be more than that. But you still got to do things within your budget. Like don't, you know, like don't plan to have your rent be more than what you'd earn in a week. You yeah. Know? Like that's just stupid. Like, yeah, you could get extra money from somewhere else. But like say you have like a roster at work, like do it based off of your minimum hours, not like what you could do. I would say like if if you're if the most you get from the government as a student is like two forty five, then like I would not want my rent to be any higher than I would not want my rent and my expenses, like mm. by expenses, I just mean like utility bills, yeah. to be higher than that maximum that I get from the government. And then if I work part time, then that's my groceries and my fun pay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Obviously, like it can be hard, especially, and like we've said in Wellington, rents are insanely expensive. Mm. So it can be really hard to find a place that is within your budget. But at the same time, you've got to be, I don't know, you can't set your standards too high for flats, you know, like you're not going to go straight out of like living at home to living in like a really nice property with like your own ensuite and a private balcony and stuff like that. Like it's probably going to be out of your budget. That's something to work up to later in life. Yeah. And as you, you know, get older and you have a stronger income or whatever like you've kind of got you get what you pay for except for in Wellington um (laughs) but you know what I mean like you can't have these insane expectations you've just got to have realistic expectations for the costs and understand that it is expensive you've got to understand that your rent money and like what you budget when you go into flooding it's not just paying rent it's paying for your power paying for your like water bills if you have them paying for your council tax 
yeah, paying for like parking on the street if you need it, paying for groceries, paying for, you know, all that sort of stuff. You've got to take that into consideration. And especially even when you're buying a flat, costs and location can kind of go hand in hand. Like if you find a place that's maybe further out of the city, but you're going to need to get a bus in every day instead of walking, then maybe the costs, you know, the $2 cheaper in rent might not way out in the long run yeah like same with with london again like my friend um i lived in zone one zone two in london um and this is like on the tube on the tube on the tube um and my friend lived in zone four in london and yes her rent was a lot cheaper than mine but she had to pay a hell of a lot more money because we would buy tube subscriptions for the Mm -hmm. month so you get like a month pass um and mine was like a hundred and 12 pounds or 28 pounds or something and hers was like 160 pounds yeah for you know um for her so the money that she saved on the flat she just she spent on transport spent spent and even more and then some on transport so just weigh that into consideration yeah And then I'd say finally the last thing when you're looking is knowing the flat dynamic of the place you're going into. So, you know, there's, I don't know, say the stereotypes of flats. There's like the party flats, the Yopro flats, like the students, like the couples who are like renting out their spare room. You know what Mm. I mean? Like you've got to understand the dynamic of the place you're going into. Oh, we just moved my bed. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like the flat. I went and had a look at a flat in Narrow Valley the other week and I walked in straight away and I knew I knew it was a, well, what I would call like a sesh house, like one of those typical flats. You can just tell it when you walk up the stairs and like the stairs are a different color in the middle to the rest of the stairs because, you know, people are just coming in at like mass rates and parties and stuff and there's like always some like moldy furniture outside um you know look look at the floors are a little bit sticky yeah yeah there's a there's a street cone on the toilet because it doesn't work but it's like inside the toilet you know just like that kind of thing and you're like oh good nope this is a party flat yeah i don't want that but if you want that sure go if you're you know first year out of at a home and you had strict parents and you're like let's 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 have a party let's go loose baby then yeah take yeah, like, that but yeah like just looking for what you want in a flat like if i don't know like for me i like to go out but i also i don't really like it happening in my home in my home same. like i would much rather go to someone else's flat and party have a party then have a party in my flat and have to clean up the mess not my problem not my mess yeah exactly so i like my flat to be people are like a similar vibe like I don't know like I've flatted with other students my whole time um there was a period where I was living a couple of my flatmates had dropped out of uni and started working full-time but they were still kind of in a similar boat like mm. still around the same age as me and like working and doing stuff during the day you know similar time frames to students but like for me especially, like, I know that I don't want to live with a bunch of, like, hospitality workers who are, like, you know, <laughs> sleeping all day and then up all night because I know that during the day, like, that's when I like to be doing stuff and I don't want to be, have to be, like, tiptoeing around all day in the house because they're sleeping. Yeah. Or, like, other shift workers. Like, I don't particularly – I don't know. I just don't want to live with shift workers. I'd much rather live with someone on, like, 
a similar sort of schedule. So working nine to five. Yeah, like with me going into full time work at the end of this year, I want to be living with people who are like in full time work or maybe like studying full time even. Probably yeah. the full time work, but you know, like the mix of the flat dynamic can be really important when it comes to having a good flat dynamic Mm. because as soon as I don't know like if you start off in a flat of students and say like one person stops studying it can just really throw off the balance but yeah I feel like that's about all really I mean there's a lot more but these are the basics I'd say takeaway messages are setting boundaries so like when you're going into a flat you know, letting people know what you like to do, like alone times and talking in a flat maybe about like responsibilities mm-hmm. and who's going to clean what, like what you sort of expect. Like, money. Who who you trust with the money. Yeah. Who, who's paying the bills? Are they going to be paying it on time? Are you doing it as a group? Are you giving it to one person? Do you trust that one person? Mm. Um, do you want, like, transparency in money costs? So, yeah, setting your boundaries in a flat is really important. And then also when you are looking for a flat, moving into a flat for the first time or whether you're changing flats after flatting for years, always consider your options. Definitely. Don't take the first flat just because it's the first flat you see. Have Have a look around a couple of times I've got myself in some sticky situations because I was desperate and I just needed to like jump into a place, you know, be organized, take your time, give yourself some time to just be like, okay, do I actually really want this? Yeah. Like, is this the right place for me? Try and put your needs first instead of what you can get. Obviously there are other situations where like you may literally just need to drop everything and move into a flat. But during that time, you know, you can still be looking elsewhere and finding a more appropriate place. Mm -hmm. But yeah, always look at your options. Always consider all the different scenarios. Like think about the dynamics. Think about the safety, location, costs, like all the things we just went over. Like think about what you want from a flat, who you want to live with, what you think will be best, all that sort of stuff. It's a lot to think about. It is like, it's a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. And well, like at the end of the day, you know, that old <laughs> misogynist saying, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, in this case, you know, you are that wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Keep your flatmates happy and you'll be happy. Yeah. Happy, happy home life equals happy, happy mental health. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, yeah, that is us for the day. I would like to be a, a big thank you for Zoe <laughs> to recording this with me because... We've had a long day. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall up to bed. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it is like 10 o'clock at night when we're finishing this. Yeah, true. Um, and I've been doing viewing since 2, 2. p.m. and studying since like 9. nine. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been a long day, it's, but it's been good. This has been nice. It's been a long day. So, yeah, that is all for us. Well, for me this week. Maybe Zoe. Maybe Zoe will come back. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, that is all for this week. As always, you can check us out over on Instagram at Podcast for some more content. And you can find me on at wellwithkins. That's with two Zs because you all know the story. And yeah, that is all for today. Have a good couple of weeks and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.